Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. That was that Sven? I have an emotional support Sven today. Nice. I like it. We, That's an excellent choice. We, yeah. we are finally back with a new episode. It's been like over a month. <laughs> we, we decided, we were like, we're going to take this time off. And then Tracy was traveling and I was traveling. And then Tracy was traveling again. And we're like, let's just take January off and come back in February. <laughs> Which ended up being a good plan because yeah. a couple of us got knocked out with the Omicron that is going around. And so it ended up being a good thing that we took that time off. Um, but we are so glad to be back now as we go into Fantasy February, um, which is we're doing movies that are fantasy movies, like fantasy genre, not like weird, weird fantasies or anything like that, right? <laughs> Yeah, we we'll do that when you go on vacation, people. Jake. We'll do that when you go on vacation. Yeah, we don't fantasy thing. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to do that kind of month, but yeah. we have to earmuffs, Jake. Earmuffs. <laughs> I apologize when I said weird fantasies. I don't mean to shame anybody, whatever your fantasy is. Oh man. Because Val has been visiting uh online, but she's been attending the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. How many have you seen so far? Um, as of about 10 minutes ago, um, I have watched 14 films. So mixed genres of drama documentary. Um, you'll be happy to hear Tracy that I did pick one um horror thriller flick called master which is very intriguing and went a whole different way than i thought it was going to go so for for what i like to do at sundance for my reviews and what i choose to do is i cover mainly um uh women and minority um Mm -hmm. either filmmakers or uh story-based films and I have to say, I was very um, happily surprised this year at Sundance. And they they have been doing this for a while now, for the last five or six years. Is There was too many for me to choose from, Good. Which, which I'm so happy that either a woman director, a woman writer, um, w- women-based, female-based stories, or um, LGBTQ plus stories, um, minority-based mm-hmm. stories, um, just so many voices um, to be shared that I have so many more films to watch that were submitted in Sundance that I didn't get a chance to watch during Sundance. So, and I'm going to be passing a lot of those reviews um, onto our website so that you can go um, and read them. And hopefully I'm going to continue the coverage um, because there's just so many um, through the next few months. And I've been reaching out to get interviews with filmmakers Mm -hmm. and those interviews will be live on our Facebook and, and YouTube um, so that you can interact with those as well. Um, I, it's really interesting to get to talk to filmmakers about uh, the the filmmaking process. Like we talk about what we see and what mm-hmm. we feel, um, mm-hmm. but to actually then talk to them about what they wanted you to see and feel is really um, cool and a lot of new voices, which is really neat. So if yeah, you ever yeah. have a chance to do any kind of film festival, um, do it. Like just because you're going to get challenged um, 
And I think that goes along with the, the movie that we have chosen to watch today is that this is an animated movie that challenges the audience mm-hmm. to see something more than what um, you're conditioned to see, which I right. really, yeah. really like. Yeah. My, my favorite, one of my favorite classes that I took up at the U in film school was the Sundance film festival class. And basically if you wanted to get credit at the, the, the lower level, like the 200 level, then you saw like 10 films. But if you wanted like the upper credit, then you had to see like 25 films and then you had to do papers and stuff. And so it was just, it was like seeing four or five movies a day for two weeks. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. My, the most I've seen in one day is six. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have seen a few more, but I have to say one of the highlights um, of the festival was actually a four hour docu-series that's going to be on Showtime, which is we need to talk about Cosby. I've heard Um, so And I would really, I would really like, all of us to see that and to talk about it because I really think it hits hard to the movies that make us because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that man's career is all about making other people's careers and how you separate um, Mm -hmm. all the The good, the Jekyll and Hyde, the Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. I've been been sitting on that review for a couple of days because I literally have four pages of notes from watching it just four pages of notes and I'm trying to get it all into one page of concise thought. Um, But it is a conversation starter and I want to continue the conversation because it's a very important one. And it took Mm. such a great tone from what you think it's going to be. Um, And so, yeah, I would really like to talk about that one. Um, Um, And so 32 films um, I think is what I'm going to finish at this year for Sundance, which I'm really wow. excited about for nice. my first year as official press. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah, we're but, all hoping that your second year as official press next year will be so much better experience because you'll get to yes. go up there and, and be a part of it. I don't know. Like, man, I was super, like, I was super, like, bummed out. But at right. the same time, like, I had COVID the entire time that I was doing screenings. And right. they have an app on Roku that you just um, sign in for. And it takes all of your scheduled films that they have. that Because as press, you get to pick 25, right? Mm-hmm. Of very specific things. And they're all there for me. And so I'm just sitting in my bed, in my yeah. jammy, with my drinks and my thermometer and my <laughs> cough drops and my thing. And I'm just, like, I don't have to go park. I don't yeah. have to like walk through snow. slushy stuff. I don't have to stand in line. I don't have to worry about people next to me. And I just go click, click, click through all the, you know, and I've been able to watch some of the films um, that I didn't have to watch until a couple days later. So that's why I've been able to hit that's more good. films in one day because mm-hmm. I'm not having to travel all over the place. So yes, I want the experience True. of in person and talking to other people in the Q and A's and all of that. But I have to say like just being able to, ingest all of those films so easily has been really great that's That's fantastic yeah and that's one thing that's happened over and over again is different ways that people have found to deliver that kind of content and Mm -hmm. and media and for us to consume that um which is great i don't want them to take my movie theaters away but i'm good with having other options as well for those (laughs) that, that need that and want that and i'm glad it's been a good experience for you um val um, and that's exciting. And we're excited that you get to do that because that, that adds a little bit of legitimacy because Tracy and I don't add any legitimacy. So having you do this makes it all <laughs> more legitimate what we do here on the show. So I'm glad I can finally bring something Jake legitimate and I are, to the show. Jake and I are just <laughs> eye candy. 
<laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Tracy, that is how I mean, I've often been described. I didn't, I didn't want to publicly objectify you, but I agree. <laughs> oh, objectify away. <laughs> this is this, So we are in full swing fantasy February at this point now, obviously, <laughs> calling Tracy and I eye candy. That's, um, it's all that objective, was a man. Takeaway, it's all right? subjective and yeah. objective. Yes. Um, so we're talking fantasy movies and this was an interesting thing. We, I put out there the question, um, to our little group here, what do we want to, what movies do we want to talk about? And Val came back with a list and it was, it was surprising. Some of the movies that you had on the list, Val, cause I was like, I don't know that I would call that fantasy. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, well, I don't know why I wouldn't call that fantasy. Mm-hmm. And this is such a broad genre. I mean, for me, because, um, of what I enjoy to read when I'm not watching movies, I think fantasy, I think more like Lord of the Rings type swords, mm-hmm. wizards, mm-hmm. magic kind of a thing. To me, that's what fantasy, like immediately, that's where my mind goes. Um, but I think we'll, we've got some good films that we're going to talk about uh, that are not in that genre. And we will, I think at the end of the month, we're planning on talking about Lord of the Rings, which absolutely falls right into that for my right, mind. We, all, we all love it. But yeah, I yeah. think, I think when people worried. think of fantasy they they think of um that high fantasy is what yeah. is what i call it and when i worked at fantasy con we kind of broke it up into categories and it's that high fantasy it's that royalty fantasy it's you know that's but so many different things are fantasy it's make believe it's you know a world that that is not the world that you're normally in which when mm-hmm. you know i threw out a couple of of um movies that i really liked and um Walter Mitty is one of those that I don't think anyone mm-hmm. would think is fantasy, but I mean, it is your date. He's daydreaming, right? We all, right. we all get into that. And I think Tracy, you just said, uh, uh, what did you throw out the movie you just threw out? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I thought you, while so you were I, talking, I, was, I was thinking Pan's Labyrinth would fit. There. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't throw that one in the list is because it is rated R. And I know right. that Jake is very um, specific on his rated R movies, but Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm is a very um, fantastical movie and award-winning fantastical mm-hmm. movie by a great, um, you know, but I think people automatically go into like Pan's Labyrinth, into Lord of the Rings, into, you know, um, into those kind of things. And so I'm really excited that we're, we're challenging the genre a little bit. Yes. This month. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. And we're starting with, with a great animated film. Um, you know, there's a lot of animated films to choose from. We could have gone Disney and there's plenty of fantasy movies in the Disney animated realm. Um, but we went with uh, a Studio Ghibli, Ghibli film with Spirited Away, which I think is one of the better Studio Ghibli films. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Yep. And it's absolutely fantasy. It's absolutely magical. And at one point I was watching it. My wife was kind of in and out. I was watching it and she's like, every time I come in, there is some other weird thing going on in this movie. Like this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. And it is, but at the core, it's a great story and um, it's different. But like, if you're saying, Hey, we're going to go into this fantastic world and we're going to create this fantastic world of spirits and this bathhouse for spirits, let's just go all out. We are going yeah. all out on this. And it, I think it's great. Well, one of the things that I love about Miyazaki's work is that he he puts things into the background and they're not just there to be background. They're like actually doing stuff. So when you see the bathhouse, you have the characters 
walking across bridges into the into the bathhouse and you have characters appearing in the windows and you have things happening but it's not just um he he doesn't simplify stuff you know like he challenges himself to put more into the film mm -hmm. yeah and there and there is a, a ton going on and a lot of when you watch it a lot of foreshadowing and things like that a lot of that stuff in the background ends up playing um, mm -hmm. into the story later and being important. I mean, I think the first time no face shows up, it's just kind of in the background and, but it comes back, you know, the spirit comes back later and plays an important role later in the story. So. Yeah. I think um, it's one I hadn't, I hadn't seen spirited away in a really long time. And I think mm -hmm. it's this type of genre of animation is challenging because, and I don't think there's any wrong, um, type of animation, by the way. Uh, right. But I think mm -hmm. in America, we have an animation style that is very formulated and we lead our audience down a very specific path to feel a very specific thing to get to a very specific ending, um, which is, which is totally fine. You know, it's, it's a, it's a journey that we go on and we, we go on it over and over and over. Um, and, and this type of animation and story is, that there is a story and there is a beginning, a middle and an end, but the filmmaker and the animation and the story leaves pockets for you to create your own story within the story. Mm -hmm. You, yes. you get to imagine what all of these creatures mean and feel and what they're doing. It, it doesn't, it's not, let me hold your hand and walk you through Right. what you're about to experience it's it's mm -hmm. very much we're going to put you in this world and there's all these things here and now you get to decide for yourself how you're feeling in the moment um and, and so it is it's a little jolting if you're not used to that um right. and so so i i do think that if you haven't seen um spirited away and animated movies like spirited away you definitely need to have an open mind and you need to give yourself more than 15 minutes of a chance to get into like just like really because it is it is weird and it is different and disney has played with this type a little bit with ponyo um mm -hmm. and 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 ponyo has a little bit of both worlds it has a yeah. little bit of of um of this of spirited away type of animation and then a little bit of american westernized um animation and so it's a, if you want to dip your toe in before mm -hmm. you jump into the Kawasaki's <laughs> world, um, maybe start with Ponyo. But if you have seen this, obviously, it's it's so cool how many things, like you said, Tracy, that he can get into one frame yeah. of an animated movie, and it's not a muddy mess. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and and there's an interesting concept. I was reading up uh, an interview with him. And he said one of the things that makes his films and, and that type of animation different from Western is there's a Japanese word of ma, M-A, and I'm probably mispronouncing it. I don't speak Japanese, apologize. But um, basically, he said, if you clap your hands three times, ma is the space between the claps. And he said so often in Western films, we're just constantly doing this, you know, it's just action mm -hmm. on action on action on action on action. And he's like, you have to give the scene room to breathe. And so he'll have shots where a character is like just sitting on a bench and they'll sigh or they'll run their hand across their head, something, you know, just small little things to give you just that mm -hmm. 
that moment to breathe. And, and one of the other things that I love that he said is um, you don't have to constantly tell, he's like, if you're making films for children, you don't have to constantly, and this leads into what Val said, you don't have to constantly be leading them. They'll lead themselves and you just mm -hmm. have to give them characters that they can relate to and understand and like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about Ma, I feel like the Western master of that's got to be Michael Bay with, you know, finding that yeah. space between. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, it, but, but you do see that in this film where, where there are those moments where it kind of slows down and it quiets down um, you, you and it mean... isn't just action after action after action. And I think that's different than a lot of, kind of to your point, Val, different than a lot of films that we see that are cartoons that are made for kids because our feeling is kids have the attention span of like two seconds. So you've just got right. to constantly be filling it with something bright and colorful or action-packed or funny. Or and or... this is a very different mm -hmm. approach where it's like, it's okay to tell the story and yeah. they may get bored I mean, at that point, but they'll get back into it. I mean, it's how we've, how we've trained our kids to be. So you can True, untrain, you can untrain your kids. Like how often have you turned on a movie <coughs> that you didn't think you're that a young person, whether mm -hmm. kids, nieces, nephews, whatever would be into. And all of a sudden you find them, you know, sitting next to you or on the couch or, you know, and, and you're amazed that, oh, okay, they were interested in this. I didn't even know. Like, we assume that every little girl is going to want to watch Frozen, right? Right, right. Um, we assume that every little boy is going to want to watch Transformers or, mm -hmm. you know, car mm -hmm. Cars or whatever. Right, um, right. And what I love about this film is, and I'm not, I'm not dissing any of those. You guys know I drink that right. Kool-Aid all day oh, long. Totally. Uh, totally. Not the assumption, not the assumption Kool-Aid, but I drink the Disney Kool-Aid all day long. <laughs> right. I try not That's to assume anything. That we don't enjoy, um, no. uh, uh, but what I love about this film is that um, it doesn't hold any of those assumptions and it, it doesn't have any um, closed doors for, yeah. for the viewer, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. You know, yes, you have, what you might think is a boy or a girl, whatever, like that's, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't fall on those tropes that we do here in the mm -hmm. United States about what, what kids of a certain sex should be doing. Um, right. and I'm, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be any kind of, I have no agenda. Um, but it's nice to just go into, um, a movie because a kid sitting next to another kid is just playing with another kid. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's only until we interrupt them and say, mm -hmm. "Give me that doll back." You need to be playing with yeah. trucks. That 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 is introduced. And so, what I love about this so much is that there is so much that the viewer, whether it be a child or an adult, can grab onto and build their own world in it, which is so mm -hmm. cool, right? And there's some things that that at first I was like, "This has got to be scary for a kid," right? Right. That's only, it's only because I think it might be scary got, for a kid. But eight, it, armed, it, eight armed boiler maker. Right. Right. But yeah. and in all actuality, I had to step back as I was watching this again and say, actually, that's that's kind of cool looking. Like, yeah. it, you know, I think it's scary mm -hmm. because I've been told something like that is scary, you know. And so I love how this animated movie challenges all of the viewers of 
this is actually so creative. There's so many things happening and it's all so different. And the only reason she is scared initially about it is because she doesn't know. And then yeah. the minute she starts right. getting the knowledge about what is happening, she's like, I need a job. Like, you need to give me a job. Like, what? Like, you just, okay, mm -hmm. well, this person says I need a job and that <laughs> seems logical. So I need to get a job. And so let's just jump in. And that's the great thing about well, a kid and a kid's imagination is that they will go and do these things. Whereas we as adult, we're questioning it. Wait a second. She's like, she's not questioning why, why she needs a job. Need <laughs> yeah. She's well, adapting. I love the fact that we have adapt. Yeah, we have this 10-year-old girl hero, and she's not a superhero. She's not a princess. She doesn't have any kind of mystical powers. She's just a regular kid. And one of the things we've talked about, I think we've talked about this before, but one of my favorite all-time, and this goes back to when Val was talking about how we're afraid that children won't be paying attention. Um, before Wally came out, all these reviews came about uh, came out about how like the first 20 minutes there's no dialogue and people like disney stock actually <laughs> dropped before that movie came out because they thought this flop mm -hmm. went opening night and when wally is crushed at the end dead silence and this little kid says to her mom in the row in front of me is is he gonna be okay and his mom was like yeah i don't know you know and it's it's those moments that just make, that's when you know that you have something really, really good. Yeah. When you mentioned that we have this girl hero uh, and she's not a superhero and things like that, I, this is a weird comparison that I'm going to make, but just go with me for a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I, on an, on documentaries that I've seen about He-Man and masters of the universe, one of the things that the creators of the show have said is we felt like kids one of the biggest things about being a kid is you're powerless. You don't have, you don't have the power to choose. You, you know, your parents right. tell you what you're going to do, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. And we wanted them to feel like they had the power. And so the way they did that was by creating this big beefy guy that says by the power of gray school, I have the power. I thought about mm -hmm. that compared to our, to the main character in this film, it's conveying the same message, but in a very different way, because when you look at it, her yeah. instincts and her thoughts are spot on. And she learns to trust and believe her own instincts. Like when her parents are like, well, let's just go in and explore for a minute. She's like, no, we definitely yeah. should not do that. This is a bad <laughs> idea. And then when they find the food and they sit down and start eating it and they're like, oh, this is delicious. You need to try something. She's like, nope, that is a horrible idea. I'm not going to do that. And then like, and it continues when she trusts, um, is it Haku, the, the dragon guy? And everybody else yeah. is like, no, he's like the apprentice for uh, Yababa. The and, you and you can't trust uh -huh. him. And she's like, nope, I know he's good. I'm going to trust him. And then like when the stink spirit comes in and she realizes oh, he's got something stuck in there and she takes that out and they find all these things where what's teaching kids is like, trust your, in like you guys know what you're talking about. And when you see that a kid can do that, she doesn't have a flashy sword and all this magic power. She just is like, right. nope, this is what we should do. And every time she's spot on, like she's absolutely right. And well, every time she trusts herself. To, to tie into that, Jake, I think one of the, the things that sets her apart is her decency. And that's to me mm -hmm. plays a big part in this movie about how she is just a decent kid and she's trying to do the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I and agree. I mean, I, I, 
I felt that a lot, Jake. Like I felt that a lot that kids and it's right off the bat, like parents, we do not listen to our kids. Mm -hmm. We do not empower them to have a voice. And then when they start getting to be teenagers, we're like, why can't you just tell me what you need and what you want? Well, because we (laughs) haven't empowered you to do that. Like as a parent, I'm, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a different place in my life where my kid is 20 now. And I wish my mom was here so that I could apologize for so many things that I did for her. Like I think about this that I didn't do for her or that I did to her, like unknowingly. Um, I think about this on a daily basis. And then when I watched this film the other day and I hadn't watched it since I, gosh, I was pretty young when it first came out. Um, and I say that now cause I'm almost 43. So I was, it was what came out, what, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was a little I more, I guess, more not young. Was it? Yeah, I I don't, it was. Time is a weird place right now. Like, I know. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 10 years yeah. sounds great. But, 15, but I'm still 15. thinking 1990 was 20 years ago. And right? That's not right? Right? No, that's not, so. not that's not right. So it came out, I feel like, when I was, I'm not going to say the word young, when I was a little more emotionally naive in my thinking. Because you can be emotionally naive at any age. Um, and uh, uh, 2001. Oh, it came out the year my daughter was born. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was in the last time I saw this movie was before I was becoming a parent. Okay. So yeah. I had none of the same thoughts that I have right now. And then I watched this again and going through some of the changes in my life and my daughter's life right now, I just saw it through just totally different eyes of now I'm not watching it as a kid anymore. I'm watching it as a parent watching a kid, right? And so mm-hmm. I t- I took all of these different things out of this movie like um I was that pig. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was <laughs> that pig not listening to my kid um in so many instances and I just think that you can take so much from this fantasy world that's based on so many real feelings and real instances, but is so vivid in its symbolism. Um, I, I I wish we had more movies just in general, like this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had like a parenting epiphany while you guys were talking and, (laughs) and obviously our listeners know that when you want really good parenting advice, movies that make is your go-to podcast, (laughs) but like when you talked about, because like we've made all the mistakes. Yeah, we. When you talk about how teenagers I, I are haven't. always hesitant, that that's fair enough, Tracy. When you talk about how teenagers <laughs> are hesitant to share with their parents, like, and it's because we've spent all this time basically dismissing their thoughts and their opinions, and you see that with her parents. And I'm like, I'm an awful parent. And I need to do better. And I think every parent feels like they're an awful parent. I'm probably not as bad as I think I am, but I know I can improve and do better. And it's true. Like if you can build that relationship That's with your kids, like, okay, I'm going to listen. You've got something valid to say, and I'm going to validate what you're saying. The man, when they're 14 or 15, they're going to be like, yeah, mom and dad always at least listen to what I have to say. And we'll take that input in instead of being like, you guys didn't care when I was five. Why do you care now when I'm 15? Like it's, yeah, it was an interesting thought. So there you go. Parenting advice from Jake. The more, you know, you I just think star. it's adulting, you know, Tracy, you don't have children, but you are very active in your nieces and nephews lives. I see it. Um, you're also, 
very active just as a mentor in regular people's lives, whether you like it or not. We look at you for <laughs> direction because um, mm -hmm. you're a good uh, human. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, but, it's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry not human. sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, getting out of even the parenting uh, messaging in this and, and, and just kind of listening to children in general. Um, I think it also has a good message as humans. We kind of think that we are the all good of the world, right? We are in charge. Right. We are right. what everything needs to be. And, and the fact that she's trying to hide being a human because outside of being a human, there's a whole nother world out there that we don't see right mm -hmm. it's there it's there and we don't see it and so i think that messaging is is really great because i do think outside of the united states there's a whole community um of people especially in the eastern world because they are it's so populated right so massively populated right. on top of each other and i think this movie gives you that feeling as well because there are so many different things on the screen at huh. one time but all of those things are working together right mm -hmm. they all know each other and even though they're on top mm -hmm. of each other and it's crowded and it's chaos and it's weird they're all they all know each other they're all working together it's this like unit and then the minute that they see a human everything is disrupted yeah. right and, and so I didn't take that away also the first time I saw it because, you know, we grow up, especially in the United States and we're like this, everything mm -hmm. is about uh, right mm -hmm. here. Um, mm -hmm. And so seeing it in this different eye now um, of being a little more mature in my thoughts, um, there's just so much to hear and to say with this movie. Yeah. 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 This movie, though, I would have to say is a Star Wars fanboy's nightmare. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. <laughs> Everything is a Star Wars fanboy's nightmare. My cup is a Star Wars fanboy's nightmare. For sure. But what I mean by that is I think there are certain, it's not just Star Wars. It could be Marvel. It can be Star Trek. It can be any right. fandom out there where they need to know the reason and understand the meaning of everything and the yeah. backstory of everything. Like, Everything like we need to know what everything is. We joke right. about like eventually there's going to be a Disney Plus series about like some random stormtrooper. Yeah, because we need to know the backstory of all of these characters. And <laughs> he's, this, he's this movie, this movie is the anti that because and when we talk about this a little bit, it, like we don't know what it like the train that takes her from one place to another. We don't know who operates the train, why it's running, why it goes from one place to another, why it only goes one direction, right. because. We, we just don't, they don't explain it and they're not going to, we don't understand yeah. the curse that, that her parents were turned into pigs. We don't understand whether or not the other pigs are people or actually pigs. Like there's all this right. stuff that we don't know. And as I thought about it, I'm like, in, in some ways that can be frustrating because we've gotten used to our, our storytellers giving hand. us that information. Yeah. Uh -huh. Let me lead you uh -huh. along. Like we said, like, but at the same time, Man, that's how she's experiencing it. If we're experiencing it along with our protagonist in the story, that's how she's experiencing it. She doesn't know what the train is, and they're not going to explain it yeah. to her. They're going to say, yeah, if yeah. you want to go, you got to get on the train. Well, what train? Mm -hmm. Why is there a train? What time? None of that. Like, just get on the train. Okay, well, if that's what I need to do, and she just goes with it. And that's how it is in real life sometimes. Right. We don't always know the reasons for everything that's going on. 
mm-hmm. as we're experiencing it. And I think it makes a more authentic storytelling experience. And I'm, I, I I'm not even sorry if I upset Star Wars fans. You guys are all no, like that. I and, think... you know, and you know you are. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Star it. Wars, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I, I, I love when I don't know what's coming next because that's mm-hmm. the whole idea is that you want to be led into somewhere else. And I, and I want to give props to, um, and this would be what I consider in the middle of high fantasy. It's not quite Lord of the Rings, um, but it, you know, it's you know the Harry Potter um, movies. And mm-hmm. I, again, you guys know, and if you haven't heard this before, I've only read one chapter of one book. But what I do think that they they do really um, well, even into um, the spinoff of the Fantastic Beasts. The Fantastic Beasts, where to find them? Um, Yeah, and I'm not like what I love about those movies is because there are those moments in there Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. there are unexplainable things happening, Mm -hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And they don't answer all of those questions. And because the world is built around fantasy and questioning and magic and, you know, all of that, it's okay to just have things that are unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so I think they've done a really good job at that in the movies. I can't say anything about the books because I haven't read the books, but in the movies for me as a watcher, um, consuming that medium, uh, that's, I have enjoyed that a lot is that, there are things that are unexplainable that you that you just are okay with because right. that's the world they have built that is okay that you don't know everything and mm-hmm. and that's magical that's mystery and and yes. and i do and i do love that about this uh, movie again is because they leave it to you to decide mm-hmm. what you want to think about certain things that are happening yep. yeah yeah they so, don't they don't beat it to you on a spoon go ahead tracy uh, so, you know, this is a movie that I really wish that they had merchandising for mm-hmm. because like Disney is the king of merchandising. And back uh, when I was going through college, I worked in the video store and I remember when Lion King came out and they were like, we, we carried plush Simbas and we would sell them out and we had, you know, Aladdin and we had little genie banks and those would sell out. And then I'll never forget when Pocahontas came out and they sent us all this Pocahontas merchandise. And years later, we still had Pocahontas merchandise. But I really want some of the creatures in this film to have little collectibles. You can get them. You just have to not get them from here. You can need to get deep into the interwebs. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And and some little little soot monsters. Yes. Soot monsters are like the most adorable things ever. That was one of my favorite parts, though, um, when she helps the one little soot monster because he gets squished. And so she brings it over there. And then all of a sudden, the others are like, wait a second. If we all pretend like we can't lift our rocks, she's going to have to help us, too. <laughs> and 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 there's like these little lessons. There's these little lessons in there like that you can take out of it. Like you said, Val, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. But I looked at it as someone right. who manages a team. And I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that I could step in and do for my team, but I need them to do it and they need to do it. Like that's their responsibility. And sometimes we pull people back because we think, well, I'm trying to help. So I'm going to do everything right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't even know if that was intended, but that's the message that I got out of it. And I don't think it's the wrong message, but I did think that part was funny with the little slip monsters. I just, I just looked at my dogs and I'm like, I know you can go get your toy. 
you don't need me to do it. Just go get it. And then what did I do? I got up and I went and got it for them. Yeah. Because they give you that little that little sad little sigh and yeah. The puppy we dog we know if we know if we give her the eyes, she's just gonna give us whatever she yeah. we want her to. Yeah. Our kids, yeah. my kids yeah. do the same thing to me. Um, <laughs> Dave I, does like, it all the time. But babe, yeah. <laughs> I've got COVID. You know Get it yourself. <laughs> I, I do think that there is some of the merchandise that you can find. What bothers me is like Hot Topic will carry some of this stuff or like Box Lunch will carry some of this stuff from some. Um, but it's only mm -hmm. like it's only like the mainstream surface stuff. Like you can find Totoro stuff like main, My Neighbor yeah. Totoro everywhere, which yeah. is fine. I have nothing mm -hmm. against that film. It's a great film. But like there are so many other characters, like you said, Tracy, so many other like little like the little mouse when the baby, the big fat baby gets turned into the little mouse. Like that's yeah. a cute little mouse. Yeah, that was another part when my wife walked in. She's like, why is no there a big naked cool fat me. baby? It's just, a, you got to watch the whole show. It'll make more sense. It's it's yeah. Japanese. It, it's cultural. Yeah. Don't yeah. judge my, don't judge my fantasies. Yeah, don't judge my, <laughs> no, no fantasy shaming here. Um, I also really like in this film when they're driving up there, they're kind of setting up because it had been a while since I had seen it and they're kind of setting up one story and then they give us a completely different story because she's talking about moving. She misses her friend and they're going to go to this new school in this new neighborhood. And so I thought mm -hmm. because it had been a while since I had seen it, that a lot of the magic was going to happen when she went to school and she was having a hard time fitting in. They didn't mm -hmm. give us any of that story. That story didn't happen no. at all. It was a completely different thing. Uh, and I love that. It was a good bait and switch, but it wasn't, it, it didn't make me feel offended at, at any way. Like, yeah, like they tricked me. They did, but yeah. it was fine. I was okay with it. It was a good trick. That That's your Disney Plus spinoff right there. What's that? Disney Park spinoff? That's your Disney Plus spinoff is the story of Disney her going Plus. to school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, I don't think I need it now. Like, I got the story. And <laughs> this is, listen, I don't want to offend any more people because I've already offended Star Wars fans, but I'm just going to say this. We don't always need more of a story. Sometimes a story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's the end. And it's okay. You know, no, we definitely need a Matrix 4. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it, but Jacob, but it was strong. It was fine. It was just like, okay. It was unnecessary. But I did like that it poked, it poked fun at itself for being unnecessary yeah. too, which I appreciated that, but. Yeah, but it kept, it should have kept doing, like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like, yeah, are we going to poke fun at right. ourselves or are we going to yeah. be serious about this? Well, we don't yeah. know. What yeah, do you, you want us poke, to do? I kind of felt like, I mean, I'll be whatever you want me to be. I just want to be your friend. <laughs> That's what I felt like that movie was. Yeah. Like it was a desperate person trying to be my friend. And there were moments where I was like, okay, maybe this friendship could happen. And then I was like, Ooh, no. I, <laughs> I think that we are going to see more movies like that. Cause in a lot of ways I enjoyed ghostbusters afterlife, but in a lot mm. of ways it was the same thing where it's like, we're going to give you what you want. Cause we tried to give you something different, new and interesting. And y'all hated it. And we got right. nothing but backlash about it, which isn't true. I didn't hate, the 2016 Ghostbusters. I actually thought it was pretty funny and clever, but <laughs> but I think we're going to see more of it because of things like that that have come out in the past. And so now they're like, okay, well, what is successful? So we, if we just give the fans what they want, 
well, I don't want. Well, I do think that, that the new Ghostbusters movie, yes, it did the same thing that Force Awakens did. It did the same thing that, you know, that many mo movies have done as coming back, but it had a clear direction. Yeah, it, it had did. A good, it had a good story and it it said goodbye to the past and it led us into the future. Yeah. That's I different. That is okay yeah. because you are now creating a separate world and you, right. but you are saying goodbye. It's a, it's a yeah. resolution and I don't mind resolution nostalgia. Yeah. But and do I it, have a I good agree. direction, have a good script and don't second guess what you're doing. Like, right. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. And I, I, I like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't want to make it sound like I didn't. I'm sorry. I really no, 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 no. I, I got, I got like... what you. No, I got okay. what you were saying. I got okay. what you were saying. I just wanted to say the difference between that and the Matrix. Yeah, um, you articulated. And it maybe, much than maybe I did. we need to do a whole month on movies that we almost liked. We almost you know? liked Ooh. like that. Like a month of movies that we were like almost maybe it was almost loved we they were okay but this is mm -hmm. why they didn't make it to the love boat you know i don't know like this is fine we never talked about that because those movies are movies True. that make us have opinions about yep. like strong opinions about things um but we've never done that before we've never done kind of a you know we didn't quite like it and this is why well it's not yeah. a dis yeah. it's not a dis month but maybe it is no, but I think it's different. Like, I wanted to like it. I was giving it every opportunity to like it. It just fell short. Uh, and this is why. And not just because I, this is this is beyond just saying I, I hated The Last Jedi because it wasn't the Luke that I wanted it to be. I love The Last Jedi. Right. So, but. <laughs> but You've it's already more pissed of off the like, Star Wars fans enough. Yeah, I'm going for it today. Listen. <laughs> Uh, all right. I like that idea. I think we can find some movies that we almost liked. Now, you like know that. I'm not talking to you when I say Star Wars fans. No, I'm getting us all an emotional support emotional plushie. Support. We got this Sven, one is, this got one is for um, Tracy oh, and this perfect. one's for nice. Jake. I love it. I need I Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kylo Ren. I really do. <laughs> I did not know what to think about Kylo Ren after The Force Awakens, but i he's one of my favorite characters in the sequels. He's so good. And Adam Driver, we don't deserve yeah, him like in the Star Adam Wars Driver. fandom because he's just amazing. That's so, true. all right. I'm going to stop talking about Star Wars because I'm not making any <laughs> friends. You're fine. You're fine. This is a safe space. So what what rating or grade would you guys give Spirited Away? <laughs> I'm giving it a B plus. Uh, I'm going to go an A minus on this one. I think the animation is just sublime. Like there's something to me about the hand-drawn animation and he uses some computer animation to, to make it better. But it, it, as I'm a huge Pixar fan. I don't mind computer animation, but there's something so lovely about really good hand-drawn animation and just some of the stuff we talked about earlier, the details, like you could take a still from this movie and it would almost be something you can hang up on the wall as a piece of art, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I go A minus on this one. How about you, Jake? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the A minus range as well. I think it's really well done. Um, it is beautiful. I think the story is amazing. I think it's got a great message um, and it's different. Um, 
it's not it's not so different that if you're not familiar with with anime and you're not familiar with the culture that you're going to feel completely out of place like it's enough familiar right. that you're going to be right. okay as you watch it and i think um that it's a good it's a good balance there so i i enjoy this one quite a bit um it's a, it's up there as one of my favorites from from studio ghibli <laughs> awesome well, that's that's pretty good. It's a good way to start off the year for us, even though we're starting off the year in February. We we talked about it. It's oh, fine. February first is the new title. January. I found our t- new title. We may have liked it. Oh, we may have liked it. I like it. That's what we're doing in May. We're May. I'm assuming that's unless you wanted to do it in June, then it doesn't make <laughs> much sense. But I still like the title. <laughs> we may have liked, I may it, have if. liked it. I like if. it. I like it. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, we will be back next week with more fantasy movies. Um, make sure you stick around at the end of the month. We are going to do a big Lord of the Rings special. We may even try to get a special guest or two on there. Mm-hmm. Have we called Stephen O'Bear to see if he's available? That would be great. Let's see if we can get him on the show. Okay. We'll put that on my list. <laughs> Listen, well, Steve. We have our kind of our own we have kind of our own Stephen Colbert and Larry Curtis. That's true. Yeah, in terms we do. Of the depth of knowledge, Lord of the Rings. It's true. We'll have to so, see if he's available for real it. Real quick, Jake, yeah. because you're probably out of the three of us, you're probably the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. What did you think of the, the teaser trailer that they released for the for the new series? I mean, really, all we got out of it was the um, title. I think it looked really great. I know that they did a lot of practical effects for the teaser, but it doesn't give us a whole lot about <laughs> what the story. Like a whole lot of flavor for the story. I will say I enjoyed the Wheel of Time series that Amazon Prime did. Um, as I, I, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. I think quality-wise, look-wise, budget-wise, it, it was on par with what I wanted. And so I'm hoping that the Rings of Power series will be similar. And so it, it, I'm hopeful. I think the story is great. Um, and we'll get a little bit more backstory on those rings. So... And this is different than fans needing to know the backstory because Tolkien already has a lot of the backstory written down. So there's plenty to draw from, <laughs> plenty of material. So <laughs> that is a valid point. So, but I, I'm excited. What did you guys think of it when you saw it? I liked it. I'm I, with you. I it didn't show it really anything. It it, yeah. it it plays enough on the nostalgia <laughs> of the original. I mean, having a female narrator talking about the rings and um, yeah. So I felt like there was, there was nostalgia to be like, this is the story that you love, but it's different. Um, I'm interested to check it out. Uh, I, so I will say, and this is where I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking a show that I know nothing about what it's going to be yet because they haven't shared a lot. And, and like you said, didn't show a whole lot about the story. So I don't want to feel like I'm nitpicking on it but I didn't like the Galadriel at least right. in that part as much as I do in the movies, but that's only because I'm used to that. You know what I mean? So I, right. I don't want right. to pick it at this point. So, but yes, I'm excited. It looks like I they're sticking it. with the lore. Uh, I think it'll be really good. So, all right. In the meantime, if you have feedback for us or you have movies that you'd like to see us cover, you can send us uh, that feedback to, uh, what is it? Podcast at movies that make us.com. Uh, you can also just send us a message on Facebook or uh, Instagram or Twitter. That's probably a better way to even reach us, to be honest, in an email. Um, and make sure that you follow us in all places and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Uh, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. <laughs>